Welcome to Weekdays with Jesus. We are weak, but he is strong. Hi, I'm Kevin Biltman, your host and recovering burnout pastor, who's here to share with you sermons and songs from friends of mine that I hope will be a blessing to you. Today's message is from Matt Wallace from Florida, and today's song was written by Tom Van Duzer from Kansas. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. This is the word of the Lord. All right, as is our usual practice, I have an opening question for you. Uh, that you get to answer, you get to respond. If you're worshiping along with us at home, you can jump on the live chat. Uh, Pastor Chris, our online pastor today, will see your responses there. Or you can text your answers uh, to 407-842-8884. Here's the opening question. Have you ever turned down something that was free? Somebody offered you something for free, and you said no. Uh, have you ever turned down something that was free? And if so, what was it and why did you turn it down? Have you ever turned down something that was free? And if so, what was it and why did you turn it down? Again, you can text your answer to 407-842-8884. I actually had this happen to me recently. Uh, this was pre-hurricane, mind you. Um, but uh, I had someone come to my door, right? No one loves that anyway, right? Uh, and so someone comes to my door, and uh, I open the door, and it's a guy, and I, I think his son, and he owns some kind of roofing company or something. And he says, I'd like to give you a free roof inspection. <laughs> and I said, no thank you. And uh, he actually looked kind of perplexed for a minute. He was like, what? It's free. I'm, I'm not going to charge you anything. I just want to get up and inspect your roof, and I can, you know, let you know, like, what's going on. And I said, yeah, I understand. No thank you, you know? And uh, you guys are like, man, Pastor Matt can be a jerk sometimes, and that's probably true. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, he, he really seemed surprised, and so uh, he had seen I had a, a motorcycle in the driveway, and so he, he struck up a conversation about that. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I ride. And he was like, me too. And we talked about what bikes. And he was like, so hey, how about that roof inspection? <laughs> and I held firm, guys. I was like, no, no thank you. And, you know, I was thinking about why. And, you know, uh, there were a couple reasons why. Uh, first of all, uh, I kind of was worried there was a bit of a liability issue. You know what I mean? I don't know this guy from Adam. I'm going to let him up on my roof. What if he falls off, you know? Am I going to get sued? I don't know. But also, I don't know the guy. I don't know the guy. And so I, don't, I have no reason to trust him. Even if he got up there and was like, oh, your roof has a legitimate problem, I'd be like, mm, does it? You know, or are you just trying to sell me something? I don't know the guy. It's not like we have a, well, we have a, a, a member of our congregation, Dave Lundberg. He's got a roofing company. 
If he got up on my roof and said, Pastor Matt, you got a problem on your roof, I would believe him because I know Dave and I trust him. But this guy, I did not know and I did not trust him. And what's furthermore, I pretty much assumed no matter what he found up there, I was going to have to endure some kind of sales pitch. And so uh, I refused, even though it was free. And I, I, I suspect that a lot of times when we refuse something that's free, it's because ultimately we think there's some kind of catch, you know? Uh, there's something that we're missing that it's not really going to end up being free. And so that's why sometimes when we're offered free things, we still refuse them. Uh, Pastor Chris, I see your light is on. Do we get yeah. some responses? There's quite a few, Pastor Matt. Uh, number one, Sharon says perfume samples, I believe, at the, <laughs> right. at the mall. Sometimes Can't they don't even ask. You just walk by and they yeah, squirt they you. Spray you. Yeah. Uh, we had an, another person that said solar estimate guys seem really sketchy. <laughs> yeah. that I would agree with that. Uh, let's see, a couple more. Tick oh, man. Kristen coming in hot here. Tickets to a Gator game. No, no, thank you. Go Knowles. Oh. <laughs> Go Knowles, she says. Um, let's see. Free trips and hotel stays from telemarketing calls. Debbie says a free cruise that was actually going to cost us $1,000. Right. Uh, yep. The other one that I will mention, many of you remember Pastor John. Uh, I, every time I would walk by one of those free gym memberships, I would always put his name in the bowl for it. Uh. And he got like 15 of these calls and he couldn't figure it out. And then I started laughing. Now in Texas, he fills my name out in those things now. So it's kind of, we still continue our prank war. Yeah, even that's right. Even though away. you don't live even in the same state. I know. Anymore. I'm yeah. like, I don't even live in Austin. Come yeah. on. Uh, yeah, so I bring that up because, uh, you know, a lot of, I, th I think this kind of plays into the story of the 10 lepers because Jesus offers us, let's be honest, Jesus offers us a lot of stuff for free. Right? We receive it by faith alone. Forgiveness, new life, all this. Even the healing that uh, the, 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 the lepers experienced was freely given to them. And so what was the problem? Well, let's take a look at it. So we've got this story of uh, the ten lepers. Now, I don't know if you, how much you know about it, but leprosy was a pretty horrible disease. Now, in, in biblical times, it was a, a bit of a catch-all probably for more than just actual leprosy. Uh, today it's called Hansen's disease, by the way, if you're interested in that. But uh, yeah, it was, uh, and not really, we tend to think of it as a skin disease, not really a skin disease. Uh, actually, it was more of a nerve disease. And so it attacked the nerves. A lot of times they would lose all sensation uh, in their extremities, and sometimes their whole body couldn't feel pain anymore, which sounds great, until you realize that that means that if you get cut or scratched or bitten or something like that, you don't know. You can't tell. And so it's really easy for infections to set in. Uh, and very often, um, in addition to being kind of disfigured and having you know, skin lesions and all of that, uh, people that suffered from leprosy would lose fingers and toes, sometimes hands and feet, sometimes entire limbs. So uh, for them, to be healed of their leprosy was a huge improvement in their quality of life and their ability to function. Uh, but it also changed their relationships. Because one of the things you have to realize about in biblical times when people had leprosy was they were shunned. Uh, they were kept away from normal society. 
They were not allowed to do things that other people were allowed to do, including worship, because they were considered to be unclean. In fact, uh, they were very often relegated to what we uh, sometimes call leper colonies, right? It could be a, a system of caves where they were forced to live, or sometimes it would be an island, right? Then they would be put on that island uh, without any means of getting off of it, right? So they would be kept separate. So when they hear <clears throat> about Jesus, this guy who maybe has the power to heal them, to completely change their lives through the healing of this leprosy, they take it. And here's what it says in verse 12. It says, And as he entered a village... He was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And so Jesus does. Jesus heals them freely given, does not require anything from them. But he does it in an interesting way. He doesn't lay his hands on them. Uh, he doesn't say, like, be healed or may your leprosy be gone or anything like that. He simply responds, they're like, Master, heal us. And he goes, go and show yourselves to the priests. Go and show yourselves to the priests. Now, if you know anything about what that meant, you'd understand that that meant that they were healed or were about to be healed. Because anytime someone had been declared unclean for any reason, it wasn't just leprosy, there were other reasons you could be declared unclean. Uh, once you were past whatever it was that had made you unclean, you had to go to the priest at the temple, present yourself. They'd examine you, make sure you were indeed clean, and then they would declare you clean, and you could be returned into fellowship uh, with them uh, and with other people. So Jesus tells them, go and show yourselves to the priests. But because he says it in this way, they don't immediately realize that they've been cleansed, that they have been healed. Uh, but one of them, as they go, realizes it. You know, I don't know if he could feel it or see it or what. But he realizes he has been healed. And this is what it says in verse 15. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now, he was a Samaritan. So this guy realizes he's been healed. He runs back to Jesus, right, to give thanks and to praise him. But he was the only one. Only one out of ten. And what's more, he was a Samaritan. And Samaritans were kind of looked down upon. They were looked down upon because uh, uh, even though they were descended from the Hebrew people of the Old Testament, they had intermingled with other people. They were no longer kind of of that pure blood. And also, even though they worshipped the same God ostensibly, they did it wrong. They didn't worship in the temple in Jerusalem. They didn't follow the sacrificial system. They worshipped in their own places and in their own way. And yet this guy... This Samaritan is the only one that returns to Jesus. And Jesus points that out in verse 17. It says, Then Jesus answered, We're not, <clears throat> excuse me, we're not ten cleansed. Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And it's not really the point of my message today, but it's still interesting to point out that the one that everyone would say is wrong, 
The one that everyone would say isn't worshiping the right way, isn't worshiping in the right place, isn't saying and doing the right things. That person that everyone would say is wrong and doing it all wrong is the only person that gets it right. Is the only person that realizes where it is important to worship. And that's at the feet of Jesus. What happened to the other nine? Why did they not return? Well, I think I have an answer for it before, before we get to it. <clears throat> I have my second question for the day. So again, talking about free stuff. First question, free stuff we've turned down. Now I want to talk about free stuff you got. So of all the things, what's the best thing you've ever gotten for free? What's the best free thing anyone has ever given you? And so don't, so free things, so don't, don't think about like family and friends. I'm, don't talk about a Christmas present right? And you also can't say salvation. We all know we got it, right? So otherwise, what's the best thing you've ever received that was free? What's the best free thing you've ever been given? Again, you can jump on the live chat or you can text your answer to 407-842-8884. Don't leave me hanging. The eight o'clock folks did. They didn't give me a single answer. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so let me know. And in the meantime, I'm going to tell you about something, right? So, <clears throat> you guys know, my wife and I are big baseball fans. Uh, and uh, uh, although, you know, rest in peace, St. Louis Cardinals uh, got creamed by the Phillies. Whew, that was rough. Uh, so we're out of the postseason. Uh, but we won the division. You can't take that away from us, guys. We won division champs. Uh, but anyway, we don't have cable, so the only way that we can watch the games, and we watch almost all of them, is on the app, MLB TV. But if you buy that, it's like 100 or 200 bucks a year, right, to, to get that app. But we get it for free. We get it for free because we have, and here's the big plug, we have T-Mobile for our cell phone provider. And when you have T-Mobile, you can get MLB TV free. What's more, they also give you Netflix for free, right? So that's fun. And then uh, they have this thing called T-Mobile Tuesdays, where every Tuesday they give you other free offers. Sometimes it's just something little like a $2 gift card to Dunkin' Donuts, but other times it's something more. I love it, right? Who doesn't like getting free stuff? Now here's where I'm going to blow the T-Mobile sponsorship that you probably thought I was shooting for. Uh, because unfortunately, the, the problem is that the service isn't great. The, you know, like the cell service. Like, it's not, it's not good. We barely, when we don't have internet, we can barely get anything on our phones in our house. And so my wife, uh, who we used to have Verizon, my wife is always telling me, let's switch back to Verizon. And I'm like, but then we don't get the free stuff, right? <laughs> we switch back to Verizon, we don't get the free stuff, you know? Uh, and that's true, right? If we, if we leave T-Mobile, T-Mobile is not going to give us free stuff anymore. So I don't know, you can vote in the comment section who's right, me or my wife. Should we stay and keep the free stuff or get the better service uh, with Verizon? I don't know. 
Uh, Pastor Christian, we get some answers this time. Yeah, Did I guilt people into responding? Yeah, no, there's yes. a lot of comedians on the line today. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Here we go. A lot of people said Disney tickets, that they got Disney tickets oh, for free. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, I like this one from Owen Russell. He said he went to a football game recently, and one of the fans got so mad with his team that he just gave Owen his hat. That's pretty great. That's pretty great. That's great. Um, Some people said that uh, when they're in uniform, they get uh, free lunches, you know, with. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. Um, Kyle Williams seems to think that the best thing he's ever received was a sprinkle cookie at Publix that they give to kids. Uh, That's a good one. And let's see. (laughs) Somebody, we'll conclude with this. Somebody said they received a. A free 58-point vehicle inspection with his last oil change. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That yeah. cracked me up. All right. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. So this is going to tie into what we're talking about, Jesus. And I'm not, I'm not saying T-Mobile is Jesus, by the way. Uh, please don't take that out of this message this morning. Um, you get much better reception with Jesus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, But why didn't the nine return? Why didn't the nine return? Only the one guy returned, but not the nine. And uh, we're not told exactly why in Scripture. Uh, But for me, the answer seems pretty obvious. And it's this. It's because they got what they wanted. It's because they got what they wanted. And that's really all that they were thinking about, right? They wanted to be healed of their leprosy. So they go to Jesus, Jesus freely gives it to them, heals them, and they're like, great, I got what I wanted, I don't need Jesus anymore. Jesus healed me, I got what I wanted, I don't need him anymore. And I think that is a feeling that a lot of us can relate to. Uh, I think a lot of us have found ourselves in similar positions in life, and also we see it around us all the time, right? Uh, I mean, I see it uh, both in myself and in the church, in the people of God, right? Sometimes we're in a period of life where we we come to church on a Sunday so that we can feel refreshed, so that we can feel spiritually empowered. We come to church on Sunday, we get that dose, and then we're like, good, I'm good now. I went to church on Sunday, I feel good. I don't have to think about it anymore until next Sunday or next month. I don't need anything else. I got what I wanted right? I got spiritually refreshed. I got to see my friends. I got to have a good time, and now I'm done, right? Or here's something else you see a lot, right? We get involved in church when we have little kids. We, we have kids, and we're like, hey, I want my kids uh, to be raised in the faith. I, I want my kids to have a good foundation, right? I want my kids to be spiritually educated. And so we go to church when we have kids. And then when our kids get older and graduate and go on and start living their own lives, we go, okay, cool. I don't need that anymore. I did my duty. I'm done. I got what I wanted. Or maybe uh, it happens when we are kids. I know for me, I went through a period of like this, like when I was a kid, I'd go to church, I'd go to Sunday school, I'd go to youth group, I had an active faith, right? I believed in Jesus, we talked about it a lot. But then I graduate, I go on my way, I go to college, I start going to class, I start working, doing other things, get caught up in life. Don't feel like you need that anymore, right? Because we got what we wanted out of it. 
Or maybe we come to Jesus in a moment of crisis. We come when we need answered prayers. Or when we need the support of the community of believers. But then when the crisis is over, and we don't need that prayer answered anymore, we don't need that support, we drift away. It's easy to become so focused on what we think we need or what we want that once we get it, we forget that Jesus actually offers much, much more than just the one thing we thought we needed or the one thing we thought we wanted. That tenth man, that Samaritan man, I think he realized that. In verse 19 it says, And Jesus said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. Jesus points out that the man had faith. He didn't just want healing, but he truly believed in Jesus. And we know that faith is not a one-time thing. It is ongoing. It's a continuing thing. And it is the foundation of not just an answered prayer, but of a relationship. A relationship with Jesus Christ. Even though Jesus knows, obviously, he's the one that healed the man, he says to him, your faith has made you well. Because Jesus knows that through his faith, he will receive so much more than just the physical healing from leprosy. He will be made well, not just of physical disease, but of spiritual ones as well. Of sin. And even of death. Because through faith, he will have an ongoing relationship with Jesus Christ that will change his whole life that will bring forgiveness and that brings the promise of eternal life. Guys, we have that same faith. We have been gifted with that same faith. Jesus offers us forgiveness just as freely as he offered it to those lepers, as he offered healing to those leopards. Lepers, but Jesus also invites us into an ongoing relationship with Him, not just a one time thing. He offers us and invites us to experience a life that is so much more than just one answered prayer or a solution to a single problem or guidance through just one tough season of life. And we are here today in this place or at home online worshiping together because we have that same faith. And we are thankful for it. And so we come back to Jesus because we know that there is even more. Because we realize as that Samaritan did, that what Jesus has done for us and what he will continue to do for us. There was a moment uh, in the Gospels, in, in the story of Jesus, there's a moment when everybody left him. And I'm not talking about at the end. This wasn't when he was arrested. It was just when he gave kind of a, a hard teaching people didn't like. 
So a bunch of people left, but not the 12, not his disciples. And Jesus says to them, aren't you going to leave too, like everybody else? And the disciples replied to him, no, for where else would we go? You have the words of eternal life. Our needs aren't satisfied with just the one thing we might need help with right now. And our faith isn't a momentary thing. But we have indeed experienced healing and forgiveness and new life through Jesus. And we thank and praise him for that. And we continue to walk with him in that life of faith. Because we know that he has even more in store for us. Because we know that he has the words of eternal life. And in his name, amen. I asked Tom Van Duzer to share a little about today's song called All Good Gifts. Tom? Hey, Kevin. Thanks so much for playing uh, my song. Uh, it sort of came out of time when I, uh, first of all, really enjoyed uh, Messianic Christian music, so it's got that uh, Hebrew feel. But uh, I think of all the songs I love are ones that have so many scriptural allusions. My chorus uh, comes from James 1.17, all good gifts come from uh, the Lord. And uh, from Psalm 145, you open up the hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. And, uh, and of course, the verses have so many scriptural allusions uh, too. So hopefully, um, as uh, you sing it or hear it, it uh, gets you back in your Bible to find out just how good and gracious God has been in so many different ways.